What up, everybody? You are now under the black top where we try to get our act together and find strength and unity in the circle of life and friendship. I am Billy. I'm Timbo. And I am Ray. It's nice to be here. Nice to see you guys, man. It's been a little while. How you guys been? Billy, how you been? I'm doing pretty good, man. Um, I think I might be a little stressed out in a good way. Because okay. it's like, <clears throat> things that require more of me. You just got to step up. So you just got to keep stepping up to get what you want. And um, that effort is real. But it's a really, it's a cool time. It feels good. I feel like I'm growing, so I'm happy. How about y'all? Man, I feel that growth is always good, man. So happy to see that you're going through that. Tempo, yeah. how you been, man? I've been okay. I have some good news that I didn't get a chance to share while we was getting ready, but uh, we'll talk about it after. But yeah, uh, some good stuff is happening. I'm just I'm getting ready for my, uh, I'm going on vacation next month just for a little bit. A weekend, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, paid on the Airbnb, and I'm getting stuff together. So, oh, all right, vacation is always fun. So, yes, I need one. <laughs> oh man, good stuff. Um, I have been uh, pretty good, been um, doing honestly nothing but probably playing a little too many video games, but with that being said. It's been family time, you know. I've been kind of posing it as that. Not even posing it. Um, For those out there listening, if you have Xbox and have Xbox Game Pass, you know, the best value in gaming. Um, It's a lot of good games out there that are just kind of just free downloads that come along with the subscription. Um, A couple of which, Escape Academy is one that we are have currently been going through and kind of been playing. And it's a really cool family game for those who like escape rooms because it essentially is just a virtual escape room and you have all of these little clues and you have to figure out how to get out the room. But because the room is a virtual room, you know, being a video game, you the stakes are a little higher, you know, so you can drown or you can be burned or, you know, that kind of thing. So it's just really fun to sit here and kind of work as a family together and try to get out of out the rooms. Really right, out of the room. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, <laughs> the whole point is to escape the room. So. Yeah, so this is really cool. And then another one that um me and the wife have been playing is called As Dusk Falls. And that is one of those kind of ones that kind of play almost like a TV show that you're watching. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if it was like um, like a drama. Like, it seems like more story-based. You can choose your own path. You know, you choose what you can do. If you tell the truth, if you don't tell the truth, if you, you know, shoot this person or not shoot this person. It's, it's so many different ways to go. And from what I'm understanding that the endings... um it's plentiful. So we are only in episode one. I think that there are about six episodes to go. They all take about 45 minutes to an hour. It's really cool. You can sit back. It's a cool party game even because you can download an app and you can sit there and play with up to eight people. So eight people can all be sitting there watching the TV and choose what to say next. And they can choose what this person does next. And it's really cool. They have overrides. So a person can say, well, I'm I want them to do this. So I'm overriding everybody. And this is the decision that we're making. And it's really cool. Just sit back and watch and see the ebbs and flows of um, these games. So which one is that one? Okay. That one is called As Dusk Falls. As Dusk Falls. Okay. Yeah. 
And then, of course, the kid and me um, for the third game I've been playing, Horizon. Um, Forza Horizon 5 is a racing game, but they have a new update where they put Hot Wheel cars in there. And it is mm-hmm. so cool sitting there driving like life-size Hot Wheel cars, and they got loop-de-loops and everything. It's a, amazing to play. And me and the kid just sat there and just played and had a, a great time doing it. So that's been a lot of my free time, just sitting back playing video games with the family. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, and Wordle. I know I told you guys about Wordle. Still, still mm-hmm. doing really good. I think I played Wordle before. Is it interesting? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Me and the family um do it all the time. So me and the, um my mom talk every day because she's she really tries to do it and she really gets upset if she does not complete the word. So her streak right now I think is pretty good though. So I'm I'm going strong as well. But with that being said, we can jump right into the episode with um my regular segments there. We can hit music. Tempo, what are we listening to? We listen to if I if my wife knew I'd be dead by CMAT. I believe that's what it is. C M A T. I mean, I don't think we ever got the clarity on that because it ain't like it was no tags to any of the music. So, um, but <laughs> what did y'all think of the album? Yeah, Billy, what you think about this one? Uh, I liked it. This was the first album that uh, I listened to. From the start, reading the lyrics and the stories just got me there. So the music, nothing really stood out to me, super fancy or complex or like different or something I was looking for, just satisfied that exotic itch, I guess, for music, but it was still good music. It was a good bit for the um, the songs to lie on. And yeah, I like the stories. I like songs like peter the one about peter it's a wild <laughs> song who writes a song like that it was, you know what it i mean was nashville was it was, was a pretty interesting song lonely was a cool song every bottle every song had a really interesting perspective and story to it and it made me think harder than some of the uh some of the other songs or some of the other albums we've listened to like I, I listened to the song and still i think i know what was going on then i go back and read what the song was really about like i want to be a cowboy i think and just completely missed the point. I was like, oh, I wasn't even, I was nowhere over here. My interpretation was something completely different. But I enjoyed uh, how she stimulated my brain. I did. Wow. And she said C-Mac in one of the songs. So I believe it's C-Mac. It's an acronym okay. for her name. Yeah. You know, it's, it's so interesting that you felt that way because I feel so similarly to you. And I went into this thinking that I wasn't going to like it at all. Like, Of course, this is something that we didn't think that we were going to gravitate to. But when I looked at it and actually saw what it was, I'm like, I'm probably not going to really like this. But surprisingly, as I started listening to it, I really liked it. I love the content. Um, It was emotion-filled. It was relatable. Um, I like the simplicity of the melodies. You know, I found myself free playing um, a lot of the tracks. You know, I may have, you know, even went on to the deluxe and listened to the, you know, the extra song. You did, just like, so you did. <laughs> it was really good. Matt, you got a fan, baby. It's like, no. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it was good. So, I was, I was pleasantly surprised. I like this one. What about you, Timbo? What do you think? It's the same. Y'all know Sonics is always kind of a, a thing for me. I'm always looking for a certain type of thing. This was, I almost feel like Billy. Like, it wasn't quite that. But I still liked it. Like, 
I love the melodies and the harmonies and the way she sings too. I think she has a really nice voice. And so I was, that's what I was really captivated by. Um, I liked two, three, and four. I don't really care for you. Peter Bogdanovich, I guess the song about being a uh, cowboy. And then No More Virgos. That's hilarious because I've dated plenty of Virgos. So it's kind of, that's hilarious. Like, I, I know where she was getting at with that. So that, that was kind of funny. But yeah, uh, definitely, uh, it was very thematic, cinematic, all of that. I really felt like I was in some type of Western, or she was really trying to paint that type of a picture. But I just really, like I said, I like her melodies, her harmonies, and her hooks, the way she, the refrains and things, and the things that she chose to repeat, you know, to make the hook in the songs. So, yeah, pleasant to be surprised with this, for sure. Yeah, it was, it was dope, huh? Look at that. Sound like she got three fans from was this the first time you guys this um have listened to her? For sure. Yeah, yeah that's I like it. I wonder if this is her first music. I don't think it is her first album. Mm-hmm. I, I doubt it. it. I don't think so. I think it's her debut album. Okay. <laughs> I wonder if she got a mixtape out there with it. It is, okay. Oh, yeah. That was pretty good. Look at us getting on at the beginning of somebody's career. Mm-hmm. the beginning of her career. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, no, it was her first official project, so, yeah. That's, that's cool. Okay. okay. So, we all have an album. This time around, it's something that we want to listen to, something that we're looking forward to, maybe. I am bringing forth Blur by Xavier Omar. Mm-hmm. Timbo, what you got? Let me see if this is out yet. Because <laughs> I do not want to pick an album that's not out yet. That's true. We okay. had that problem before. I believe I'm going to go with Sick by Earl Sweatshirt. Okay. By Earl Sweatshirt, you said? Yeah. All right, Billy, what you got? Ramona Park broke my heart by Vince Staples. He put all her business out there. Hmm? I said he put all her business out there. I thought Ramona Park was a place. Oh, child, I don't know. I heard Ramona thought it was a person. But I think that's where he. Uh... Okay. So this last album that we listened to was a selection by... Billy, I believe. It seemed like something he was like. Yeah, no, it was. Because I watched the episode. Was. Yeah. I mean, wasn't that album art kind of crazy, too? I yeah. That art was, was sick, yeah. I was definitely looking at it and wondering what the stories behind it was before, you know, I started yeah. listening to it. And now that you say that, I, I don't get what the title has to do with the album, either. I, I, do I don't, because that was the whole thing that sold me on it, was the, the title, because I didn't even know yeah. if C-Matt, I thought C-Matt was a, was a gentleman. Mm. Alright. Um, I'm picking, right? I'm taking away something. I'm going to take away something tells me to take away Blur, but I can't tell you why. So we're going to scratch out Blur. Uh, probably because it's short. It's only six pieces, but man, it's going to be so good. I listened to the first song and I was like, nope, let me save it just in case it gets picked because it'll be a shorty, but a goodie. And 
I've been looking forward to music from him. So definitely everybody should go out there and listen to it. Xavier Omar Blair, check it out. Um, so with that, I will. I don't know who Earl. I don't know much about Earl Sweatshirt, and I've really been looking forward to um, a Vince Staples project. So we are going to take away six by oh. Earl Sweatshirt. Let's go, Vince. And we will listen to Vince Staples, and you know, see, see what's going on at Ramona Park. <laughs> or or who Ramona Park is. No, it's Ramona Park. I thought Ramona Park was a person, but she's not. <laughs> it's a park. So, okay. So, yeah. Cool. So, in our reading, we're coming right up on the end of it, chapter 11, mm-hmm. in our book. Mm-hmm. White Fragility by Miss Robin D'Angelo. We got chapter 11, White Woman's Tears. Interesting chapter. Yeah. All her chapters have been interesting. All of them have been really informative and all of them have really kind of made me kind of think about race, of course, but even just life, you know, and just the way that I portray myself and the way I kind of go about you know, things and the way I kind of think about things, you know, because it's not all just black and white, you know, some of the same, you know, insecurities and things that we talk about them having, we have in ourselves, you know, so, but what did you guys think about this chapter um, in particular? I 100% agree with what you just said. That's one of the things that I am appreciative about in this book is just, uh, you know, when something, you know, when you feel guilty when you've been convicted about, I, I have done that. It may not have been in that like particular or, or a racial situation, but a situation where maybe you should revisit that behavior and see if that behavior was beneficial or were you really just trying to protect your ego or your pride? Right. Even seem like the right thing to do. You know, maybe you're just not as holy as you think you are with the tactic and you didn't know. But the way she paints the picture, some of these moves, um, it shows how they can be detrimental to relationships. This mm-hmm. chapter in particular, I like how she continues to bring up the the complexity of the, the history of black and white, the white women's tears when you bring, you know, your sensitivity to a, to a matter and the history of how this particular sensitivity to a matter has caused detriment to a community. Mm-hmm. Uh, time and time again. That's complex. Mm-hmm. And then you also, your tears also could mean um, it's all about you now. When I think that's what it mostly means, if you ask me. See, but that's <laughs> it makes me feel bad for the cases where it is genuine, because there are times where it absolutely mm-hmm. is genuine, and there absolutely has to be times where it's like, no, I'm really feeling for you. But mm-hmm. I can also see... But I feel like, sis, stay out the room. And, and I completely understand people feeling that way, you know? Nothing personal, but it's just like, no. we In that given situation, whatever had just happened, I believe they were talking about a black man that had just got, been, gotten shot by police. Yeah, no, we don't want the tears there. Not right there. I don't. Because mm-hmm. it's not going to do nothing. It's not going to change anything. 
And she talks about that. She talks about how we are not interrupting the system or how they are not interrupting the system that facilitates this kind of behavior. When that stuff is messed up, you're crying, and it's a lot of people don't know what they're really crying about. Right. You don't mean anything if you aren't doing something to interrupt the injustice. Exactly. Thank you. He said it was so much more cool. That's basically what I was getting at. <laughs> but y'all, y'all know how I am. I don't always have time for cool. So. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I understand the passion behind it, you know, definitely. Um, yeah, but um, I thought it was interesting how in this chapter, how she kind of went and spoke about how emotions are kind of political. They can be, yes. Yeah, and how yes. basically, you know, people use those emotions to be manipulative all the time, you know, and we see that so on and so on, I mean, um, throughout history. Um, <laughs> Fake crying, no tears, all of that. Exactly. Yeah. Like, um, see, even another real life example. Well, all of this is real life, but <laughs> um, if I believe oh. that only bad people are racist, I will. F- I will feel hurt, offended, and shamed when an unaware racist assumption of mine is pointed out. If I instead believe that having racist assumptions is inevitable but possible to change, I will feel gratitude. And when an unaware racist assumption is pointed out, now I am aware of it and can change that assumption. I think that that's really cool. And even just taking racism and race out of it completely and thinking about even just in this cancel culture kind of thing. Like, if everybody could just take a second, take a breath, hey, you offended somebody, doesn't make you a bad person, try to figure out why this person is offended, understand where they're coming from, and you can get so much further. You can go so much further. So, when I read that, I had to highlight it because it just, to me, speaks to today. Mm -hmm. For sure. I think that uh, some you said, I think, earlier about beliefs or emotions. I think you said something earlier. She touched on this in an earlier chapter, how some people use their emotions um, as as beliefs, as a system of, of beliefs, but they equate beliefs with facts or truths, not being able to separate the difference. And she talks about how these emotions form beliefs that people treat as truths when they enter the room and they feel like they have a right to turn things around or insert this emotion and belief as a truth. And it's not. And then when it's addressed to put it in its proper perspective or place, that's when you have more tears and these more tears cause resources to the tears versus to the situation that's on the table. Right. Exactly. She's just going, she's just running around in circles and showing how these things will fall. <laughs> what about the trail tears? No, nah, they don't want to talk about that. No, nah, no, nah, they want to take that out the history books, probably. Wow, man. Uh, yeah, I'm liking how she's breaking some of this stuff down. Oh, definitely. I'm really enjoying this book. Um, mm-hmm. like um, we kind of spoke even before we came on. Um, I was telling you guys that um, I'm getting a little more just out of this um than I initially thought I would um. You know, just looking at the cover of it. So I'm very happy that um, we're reading it. And with this, we are on the last chapter. Chapter, chapter 12. 12. Where do we go from here? 
Literally. Where do we go? We'll be reading that, and that'll be an interesting chapter. So, we will see. Chapter 12, when we um come through next. Now, with that being said, we are at the end of the book. We need to find something to read. <laughs> Let's clap it up, definitely. This Let's is clap so it up cool, for, for, for being book. at the end. Uh, another exactly. one. That's so right. Another one. Is it been three? It's been three books, right? Three books worth of knowledge that we didn't have at the beginning of the year, and we got it together. That's cool, bro. So cool, definitely. That's cool. Yeah. So we need something else to read. Yes, we do. <laughs> so we we said so, we spoke about it. Um, Billy, what we got? Nile Valley contributions to civilization by Anthony T. Browder. I was looking just curious about, you know, heritage and ancestry and things like that um, a little while ago. And, you know, my friend like JR, JR got the hits. He's so, he's had taken a deep dive into this, this uh, understanding of himself and his, his bloodline, his legacy, his culture and whatnot. And it's got me interested. And I just started poking around in different places. And I found a video that led me to this book. It was a very interesting book. And really I, what it just talks about is, um, how what was going on in the Nile Valley contributed to a lot of the things that we do today. Uh, maybe farming systems, maybe some there's some technologies. I just want to know. It, it made me curious because I want to know where some of these things started. And if they started all the way back then, maybe understanding how a society or another civilization um, made do with what they had and made some amazing things happen that we still use today. I'm curious about that. And I think that's what that book's about. I like it. Yep. So I'm excited to read it. So cool. Oh man. Cool. Oh, shout out to JR actually. Um it's funny that you yeah. mentioned him. I just got a book um in the mail like a week ago that was a suggestion from him. Ah, uh, so, which one? Which one? Uh do I got it right here? Yeah. Um, Yo. What I is that? It is you, um, oh. the secret language of birthdays. You got it. it yes, that's the book. So I just I that I haven't walked around, and he was showing me stuff. He's like, "Hey, man, when, what? Because it wasn't what, and what happens? Oh yeah, this sound like you? At least eighty percent. At least eighty percent, bro. So, which I think there's probably like a big pool that we could probably all fall in, and maybe it's not as hard as as it as it seems." Maybe it's not so much magic, but dude, read that book. I have to have one of those books. I have yeah. to. It's interesting. Oh, have you have you looked yourself up or anybody else up in the book yet? I have not. I looked up. Well, I have. I have not looked up anyone. The wife. I had her read the first little bit on herself, and mm-hmm. she did not think that it sounded. <laughs> However. When I looked at it, because, you know, they kind of break it down by day, you know, so I gave her her day. But I'm thinking that the day before may sound more like her. And she was born really early in the a.m. So I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm going to give it some I'm I'm going I'm to look into it and give it some reading, um, especially okay. around the people that I kind of know the most where, you know, I feel like I, I have an um, informed kind of, you know, I can mm-hmm. kind of look and, you know, kind of be objective about um, what I think and kind of. See if it lines up or if it's 
you know, all just well, I, I won't say it's all crap because I kind of feel like you do, Billy. Where I feel like a good eighty percent is is gonna be you. You know, you'll you'll sit here and read a horoscope and be like, oh, you've had, you know, some hard things to ponder on today. Like, who doesn't have, you know, right, that to ponder on from day to day? You know, that kind of thing. So, but that's economy. I mean, yeah. anyway, <laughs> that's the truth. It's gonna surprise you for sure. Oh, I can't wait. Oh man, I can't wait to have this conversation. Yeah, so what that's a super dope. From? Um, Amazon. I ordered it off Amazon. How much um, was it on Amazon? More than it would have been on Thrift Books. Shout out to Thrift Books. Um, I can't remember. I have to look it up. <laughs> Shout out to Thrift Books for sure. Um, yeah, you know what I'm Sorry. Yeah, man. Let's get this on preguntas. Sombrero de preguntas. The sombrero gonna check if you don't say sombrero. Right, like man, these questions ain't come from nowhere. Right, you can't have questions with no sombrero. So we got a double one. The first one, double whammy: silver or gold? Gold. Silver. That's what I started thinking about. But silver. Oh, why silver? I'm curious. I've always rocked with the vibe of silver more. It seems like reason. No, just aesthetically for you. I meant for oh, the okay. reason is my answer to like the question, I guess. Oh, because I mean, it's often, you know, for like so, value, I would say gold. Right. But for look, I kind of like, well, I guess white gold. I kind of like the look of you. I was going to say silver or white gold. It's like if you like silver so much, which one you like better, silver or white gold? Yeah. I don't have to go with the white gold. Oh, two golds. And one silver. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So on the back side, what's your favorite number and why? Okay. Oh, my favorite number is three. Pretty much because when I'm growing up, I didn't care for even numbers. Don't ask me why. Which is so funny because mine is the complete opposite. Go ahead. <laughs> so... Like, if you do something once, one time may not be enough, so you want to do it again twice, but I don't like even numbers. So I'm not complete, you know what I mean? And <laughs> I get to three. And three is just a nice little succinct number of variety of tried times. I like three, I like seven, and I like eleven. Something about seven is just nice. But three has like, been my favorite number yeah. since I was... That's interesting. Seven is my number, too. Like, I don't know... How I think when I was younger, it was just the the number um, of letters in my first name. So and it just kind of just stuck, you know, you know, seven number completion, you know, just all of it, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, divinity too. I forgot about that. I think that's probably where I picked it up. I was like, oh, seven is like divine. I'm gonna like seven now. I think that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> So what's yours, Timbo? I mean, I know it's an easy. My number. birthday is my favorite. My birthday is my favorite number. Four, six, ninety. I like four. I like six, and I like ninety. <laughs> so, oh, I feel that. Well, that was something. Uh, yeah, and that's a question that I never would have thought to ask you guys either. Cool. Like, what's your, what's your favorite number, and why? Like. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's why we have these questions, I guess. Just like with the books and music, we'll get exposed to different stuff that we wouldn't have considered. You know? 
Uh, only under the black tie. Oh, oh, that's funny. At home, you can send us in your answers to this question. What's your favorite number and why? Send us some new questions because we're getting low. Timbo, where can they reach us? Blacktopasylum at gmail.com. Yes, we will check it. And Ray, where can they find our content? Man, find our content on Spotify, any of those podcast catchers, man. We are out there. Um, Please, you know, give us a thumbs up, like, subscribe. You know, all of that good stuff that the people be saying, you know? Yeah. If you don't like us, let us know. Let us know. Times two. Like, comment, and subscribe. Like, comment, and subscribe. If you like the show, let us know. If you don't like the show, let us know. And until next time, Black Top. Peace. Peace.